Okay. What's up? So we're full of falafel wraps. Gorgy falafel wraps with all of the condiments, essential oh, all tahini, garlic so mayo, mayo. There was jalapenos, jalapenos. <laughs> of course, we had a big decaf oat latte. Of Killa mm-hmm. had coconut sugar in hers because she's extra. Because I'm extra. Yeah, <laughs> refined sugar. No, 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 no. coconut no. sugar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I made some chocolate bark recipes on the blog, lads. Did you make them? I made that. Stop. Them. Did you Lights. think I bought that? Yeah, girl really nice isn't it just like little flower petals in it i actually call that my sex chocolate because it's kind of it's sexy like isn't it so sexy and everything in it is a bit um sensual sensual so Mm -hmm. there's rose petals a bit of chili it's a bit of spice some cinnamon bit of heat and pecans do you know what pecans look like nuts well no absolute (laughs) filth you were the one talking about your sexy chocolate i'm calling myself (laughs) filth so what do pecans look like We'll talk about it off camera or off um, recording. Vaginas. Yeah. Do they? Do you think? I think they do. Um, yeah. Yeah, I suppose they do. Yeah. So I yeah. feel like they're an aphrodisiac. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> I think they're an aphrodisiac. She'll be selling it soon. I'll be selling it. <laughs> Sex chocolate. And the salt was beautiful. It's good, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Salt and sweetness. But on the recording ago with the flow, I didn't think it was going to go here. You made it sexy. I make everything (laughs) (laughs) This is Yoga Uncorked. Yes. But come here, what we haven't talked about is your um, exorcism. Not your exorcism. Your massage. No, sorry. Because we'll talk about that in a second but what would you call that thing when the spirit took over your hand context no <laughs> I was drinking coffee it's like it's like the coffee so jumped out of your hand towards me and I poured it all over myself all over herself da, 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 da. um that was strange so what's the opposite of an exorcism a possession you were yeah. you became possessed for a few seconds and po- literally yeah. spilled coffee yeah all over my mom jeans all over your mom jeans and your birth yeah <laughs> or, I think we're taking the piss with that now are we we are we're, we're kind of uh, <laughs> we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do a PG version where we beef all of this out for all the we're children we're getting fierce mileage out of it we're getting good mileage let's let's reframe it positively love and light you know good mileage good mileage um fierce mileage. We're just explaining to you what fuels us really, aren't we? Because I feel like for me, it, I wouldn't do this podcast if it didn't mean I got to have lunch with you beforehand. <laughs> and nobody wants to be around me when I'm hungry. Nobody. It's oh, tough. It's a tough scary. place to be. Um, so, yeah, actually, we got them. We got the flat wraps in the market. But do we know who we give them a shout out? No, I don't know. who. OK, was, but I'll next time. Yeah, next time. They were delish. Next time for sure. It was the Wilton market. So it's quite, it's a smaller market. Okay. There's not as much there, um, but they were amazing. But we do stand for farmer market, farmer's market, we stand, don't we? We stand. <laughs> we stand for those. <laughs> um, I learned a new thing this week. Okay. Sheesh. <laughs> You're fine. Are you okay? Are you okay? So I still don't understand what it means, really. I had to ask someone who I thought wasn't a millennial but who actually is i have millennial stuff for you okay mm-hmm. and she had to ask younger people that she knows what it is sheesh 
Yeah. Is it like shit? I think it's Gen Z's. They they call it, they shout it out when something good happens, I think. So I was like, I'm going to need some examples. So if anyone's listening who knows what it is, can you tell us how to use it, please? We're trying to be done with the kids. <laughs> so you're saying I do something that's accomplished or you do something and I go, shish. No, I think you go, shish. It's what? kind of a bit more subtle. I don't know. Shish. Cool. what's your millennial thing so i was listening to one of my favorite podcasts it's called and that's why we drink and it's half so there's two hosts two ladies half one girl takes um paranormal stories love it yeah the other girl then does true crime love so like it. basically my whole heart and soul. i was gonna say that's you in a podcast yeah if you aren't doing this podcast <laughs> so they're millennials and they were talking about they found a blog. Now, this is America, okay? So okay. it's different. But they were saying that they found a blog, like I was saying in the other episode, mm-hmm. um, how Gen Z's view millennials. It's really cringy. Is it? Oh. Where are we really? I think Scarfs for everything. <laughs> a scarf. That's true. For everything. It's a good scarf, yeah. Girl boss on everything. We girl boss everything. We do. But see, we were grown. Anyone who's a millennial, we were in the first generations where you were allowed to be a girl boss. Yeah. Or I can't we, say I love that word. Maybe if we I'm t- honest. Maybe we took that from maybe the 70s were actually probably a bit more groundbreaking or like for the 60s. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So scarves for everything. Yeah. Girl, girl boss. bossing, everything. Yeah. Like we we apply to everything. Um what else? Oh, so funny. And at the same time, I, I prefer sugar inside. mama instead of girl boss. Sounds sexy. Sugar mama. <laughs> sugar mama sounds like sugar daddy. They've got a young oh yeah. Actually, I know. Mm. Uh, I contemplate using Sugar Mama <laughs> as a title for herself. Gosh, don't call yourself a Sugar Mama. Gosh. People would think that you're funding some young hockey's of meat. <laughs> With all them yoga dollars. Because <laughs> I'm so rich. My Sugar Mama is teaching you that. She buys me my lovely stuff. Nothing wrong with that at all. No, we're fine with that. <laughs> anyway what else do us millennials do do you know what it? now i can't remember but there was loads so i'll regroup okay and bring it back next, next week. episode yeah um now will we do dictionary corner kill us dictionary corner kill us dictionary corner what new words have you mispronounced today? <laughs> <laughs> okay so i'll paint a picture for you okay i was in rome when you could be in Rome and we were by the Spanish steps and we were having what I call a spritz stop nice so done all the tourist bits and I was like we need an Aperol spritz well I do spritz stop I Mm -hmm. like it so we were up above the Spanish steps having a spritz stop of course I was quite merry Mm -hmm. you know um high on holidays and having my Aperol spritz you know on holidays when you can have like your cocktail in the middle of the day because you have absolutely no obligation to I love it isn't it just amazing you can do that in Ireland but it's not the same you're mm, yeah (laughs) it's mm. um so it's the sun as well in the heat anyway so I'm sitting there and I'm giddy with life and oh I love Italy and um I'm saying to Dwayne, my fiance, um, I just love this vindicity so much. Vindicity. And he was like, hmm? (laughs) And I was like, this vindicity is stunning. I love it so much. And he was like, Kel, 
I'm not sure what you're trying to say. Could you explain it? I feel like 50% of your relationship is that, is it? He was kind of like similar to the epitome moment. Yeah. Can you try? And I was like, this general area, I love it. Oh, vicinity. <laughs> and now I mix them up and I'm like, what is the real word? Vicinity. Vicinity, not vindicity. No. And will I totally, I was going to say piss on your parade, rain on your parade. <laughs> It's not incorrect to use it there, but it's not ideal either. <laughs> you would use vicinity. it in, it's within the vicinity of something, but you wouldn't really say, I love look this. at this vicinity. So what would you say? <laughs> Sorry, no, she's <laughs> devastated, lad. She's devastated. Oh, so that was this. Actually, maybe you would. Maybe I I'm love being this vicinity. No, no. You'd usually use it. Yeah. I've no, I've no, um, what's the word? Yeah, I can't talk now. I've no proof that that's not the right word, but I feel it in my bones that it's mm. not incorrect, but it's there's a better idea. word. There's a better word. But again, like we said, you don't need language. You communicate with energy. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the killer's dictionary. That was killer's dictionary. Dictionary corner. Okay. Um, anything else happened in your week that you want to share? No, no, I don't think so. Nothing happened. <laughs> that you want to share and <laughs> um, the world is starting to open up again yes so it's lovely to see everyone head back to work so shout out to you know all the hairdressers and beauty therapists oh. and retail workers and basically everyone who's going back to work good luck god bless good night godspeed no honestly good luck because you know I I personally have felt overwhelmed the last few weeks with the energy starting to pick up again Mm -hmm, for sure things getting busy I don't think we realize just I think it's very hard to explain it but you know the last year we've had this isolation which has been very hard for a lot of people and I, I really understand and empathize I mean we were affected hugely with our work you know massively with my part-time job the first two lockdowns I didn't have that to go to so but I have to admit I loved the slowing down and the stopping Mm. I really love that part of it yeah so I'm feeling everything open up again um traffic uh, there's so much traffic so the last not so enlightened now are you I'd say you're beeping that horn all the time um so I was feeling the overwhelm Mm. last two weeks but this week I feel great and you know it's exciting to see people get back to it you know sure. it really is and I think as a business owner and teacher and a human please be patient with staff mm. like we're all trying to figure out what's best we're all trying to keep people safe you know I can get used to dealing with the public again you know, after a ahead. huge like, yeah. break like you know and I feel you have to build your social flex again absolutely like your nervous system has to adapt doesn't it yeah and just yeah how like I don't know it's kind of scary like how am I going to be I can be social with you because I'm so comfortable around you and I've been able to talk to you throughout all this but like I don't know the thought of going into a group big group of people and I know (gasps) we're both expert introverts aren't we yeah yeah we appear extroverts we love our own space and time Mm -hmm. to recharge yeah and I think it's worth saying as well that like each lockdown was different for everyone I think mm-hmm. I thrived in the first two loved them. oh same the third one then was... while having a little bit of a uh oh my business and, and when I say business here guys I mean like my passion basically mm-hmm. it's not it's not 
all about the bottom line, you know, um, but like my purpose, I should say, actually, my passion and my purpose is my business. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so much anger and annoyance that we couldn't do what we love to do. Um, and then when that goes, it's like what's left. It's actually a sadness that you can't do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. That's what I found in a whereas other people. So while, while that was going on in the background, I loved the slowing down. Like you said, I mm-hmm. loved the oh my God, I can have a cup of coffee sitting down or I can, you know, not be rushing around or trying to do 10 things at once. I was a busy fool before COVID for sure. Or I've nowhere to be. Isn't that the nicest feeling in the, the world? Dream. Like my whole body there is just like, yeah. I, I like, and I really, I was trying to slow down before COVID. And I always said that if I was going to leave the stability and structure and money of the job I was doing to work for myself, that I wouldn't become a slave to it. And I don't think I was in a way, but looking back now that I've had this big pause, the hamster wheel was slowing down. I was starting to slow down, but I was still spinning. And now I've realized COVID literally has like stopped the wheel. And Mm. I'm like, whoa, what is it now? Take a big step back, ease yourself back in and slowly decide what it is you really, 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 really want to do. And I have a beautiful friend, Gaia Tree. We'll have her on the podcast, actually, Mm. hopefully, um, who always says with everything in life, partners dating work food everything it's either a no or a hell yes there's no such thing as a yes it's Mm. a it should be a hell yes oh hell yeah hell yeah hell yeah she's canadian as well so you can imagine it in her voice um so i'm I'm trying to do that for sure that's Um, a great segue think i'm using the word correctly this time um into our ep today but before we get into our ep today we're going to discuss um how we found the yoga practice during lockdown and just yes and actually can I say one more thing that's totally off topic which you're gonna have to bring me back because I'll forget engine engine number nine yeah New York transit line um have you forgot thank you I I forgot there for a second because I was like don't forget that other thing now while you're trying to remember that thing you just said um Thank you for all of your feedback on the first oh, two episodes. Thank you. Like I'm blushing so now. Much. Like, like, oh, it was just so lovely. Do you know what? We wanted to uncork yoga. Yes. We, that was very good timing. Mm-hmm. We wanted to have the lols. Mm-hmm. And we really wanted to, by saying uncork yoga, I think we had two goals. Mm-hmm help people learn more about yoga when they're not on the mat, but also break down the barriers that people have towards yoga. Mm -hmm. But I don't think either of us realized how much that was needed. We kind of knew, didn't we? But from your feedback, we're blown away by how much Mm -hmm. people needed to hear that. And can I just give a shout out to a lovely girl, Kira? I hope I'm saying it correctly. It's spelled C-E-I-R-E. And she's a yoga teacher. And she just said, and I thought she said it so eloquently, I'm glad I found the podcast because um, when I practice yoga, I'm not a pretzel and I'm also 50% green tea and quinoa quinoa yeah, and 50% crisps and wine. I thought that was so funny. (laughs) Well done. So that's kind of where we're going with it. And yeah, thanks for Mm. being here. And yeah, just thank you so much. And another beautiful comment or feedback we got from a couple of people was that they didn't feel like they fitted into the yoga space whereas now they feel like they're not alone which is so beautiful and I genuinely feel like the majority of people 
maybe majority is a strong word, but a lot of yoga people have the same beliefs and opinions as we are sharing here, Girl, but they're afraid to express them. Do you know? Yeah. That they're, they think that there's no space to be human in the yoga world, which actually is so sad when you think about it, when it's the opposite. The, like that's the intention of the practice is to be more yourself and to be more human isn't it mm -hmm. and it's become unfortunately a space where you and this I don't think this is isolated to the yoga practice this is in a lot of parts of life <coughs> COVID um but you know where people feel like they can't be authentic or pure question tell me what you think about there can me. be and this isn't in the yoga it is in the yoga community but it also goes far beyond it there's a lot of spiritual inferior superiority for sure for sure for sure for sure yeah you can put your hand down now <laughs> unless you want to no. leave it up to you i was just um, letting it like settle settle in no, my bones you're right though it is and i think you know actually i'd love to share a story that i started telling you a minute ago when we were off mic and i forgot to tell you I won't name names, but I distinctly remember a time in a yoga situation. I'm going to keep it really broad where uh, I was hosting the event and there was another uh, yoga person there mm -hmm. who <laughs> at the time, <laughs> there's a screen between us, it's fine, <laughs> who at the time had a huge following on Instagram. Okay. And there was a newish student there and I could tell that they really respected this other person because they felt like if you have that level of following mm -hmm. on Instagram, you must be a better teacher. Mm -hmm. And anyway, over the course of the event, I literally saw their light bulb Samadhi moment where they realized that the number of followers you have on Instagram is nothing to do with your authenticity as a person or your worth as a person or uh, I don't want to say how good you are at yoga, but, you know, maybe how dedicated you are to the practice mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And some of the best teachers I know have the fewest followers on Instagram because or don't have Instagram or don't have Instagram. Mm. No, I'm also saying if you have a large following on Instagram, you actually also could be the fucking shit. The shit. Mm -hmm. But what was my point? We were talking about spiritual superiority. Yeah, that it's the same with social media, I yeah. think. And we're going to do an ep. The next episode is going to contain a bit of this um, around social media's role in yoga. Mm -hmm. And we're very aware that probably 99.9% .9 of you listening, all five of you, um, <laughs> have probably found us through social media. Yeah, and so it's a great platform. Massive platform. Mm -hmm. But there are issues. There is. Yeah. And before we segue... Sorry, did you want to say something? I was going to say, what were we talking about that I asked you to remember before I made that interjection? Um, yoga and lockdown. Yeah. Yeah, but what were you going to say there? I just want to ask you how your week was because <laughs> you asked me how my week was. That's we're never getting in. Um, <laughs> I think the podcast totally consumed me and in a good way. Mm -hmm. Like, I think before we launched, I was a bit like, oh, I have to edit that. I know that's a bit of a chore. Or, you know, I was feeling a bit like, Whereas like this week, I'm like buzzing. I'm like, get Same. me into that editor. I still don't know what I'm doing. Um, you know, and I think, of course, we had the nerves, didn't we? Before we launched like anything. It's like first stage. Yeah. It's going to happen. I felt very vulnerable for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and um, yeah, I, and I think, you know, it to me, like you spoke about last episode, what is success? Like we think of success as 
oh, we got 2000 listens. We didn't. No. But <laughs> of the couple of tens of people who listened, the feedback was so beautiful. Yeah. And I was just like this. I don't think I realized what an impact it could make. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm nothing we're groundbreaking here or anything. But to me, to lighten someone's mood or to make them laugh or giggle um, or to bring people into our yoga nest who may have never stepped in before because they thought our mindfulness, our mindfulness, nice. Um, because they thought yoga wasn't for him literally fills my heart with joy mm -hmm. so that pervaded my week um, but what else did I do I had some really lovely experiences really nice times I too am a bit like Ooh, things are opening up mm. a bit of apprehension but also excitement mm -hmm. the thing I'm missing most is community mm -hmm. and we'll probably talk about that now in the context of the episode mm -hmm. um, but let me think now let me feel in my heart how was my week chakra? I just check in with my Anna Hatha chakra there now um for those listening chakra in Cork or chakra <laughs> in Sanskrit um do you know what actually let's be totally honest my week was a bit up and down okay and I've noticed that with lockdown I think I've always <laughs> been like this but I was on that hamster wheel and too busy to notice mm -hmm. but I think I Ha have lovely moments of pure contentment and joy and then other moments of like eh. mm -hmm. and it's remembering in the eh moments that they're not permanent and that the lovely ones are coming um riding the waves of life yeah so yeah thank you that's so that lovely. was my week that's yeah. lovely and honesty mm. is so important too yeah you know so not yeah. all love and life <laughs> no <laughs> um so will we scoot on segue into our our topic this week yeah we we'll is... scoot in yeah. <laughs> to do it. that's not even our thing that's the voice um yoga in lockdown Woo! i feel like we should have a song is there a song with lockdown in it um lockdown dun, dun. no shoddy oh that was firm no <laughs> Shorty, get down. He does lockdown. No, no. Are, are you mate? Are you? Do you think they say lockdown? No diggity. Are you putting it in there yourself? I'm putting it in there myself. Oh, good fresh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you're getting lockdown. Let's quick fire some pros. You okay. Thought we we're gonna cons. I bet you, but we're gonna quick fire some pros. Mm -hmm. You don't have to wear a bra. Um, you don't have to have your camera on if you don't want to. If you're feeling a little like. I felt like a foot a few days and I was like I you felt like a foot a foot what I just felt like I looked a bit like a foot <laughs> I remember I was doing one of Danny's classes and I was like love you girl not turning my camera on okay so it was great to have the option yeah lovely um yoga and pajamas mm -hmm. you're at home you're at home so shavasana you're away straight to bed um you... restorative in bed you're restorative Aww. I used to do in bed yeah so nice amazing bliss you can light your candles use all of your own mm -hmm. incense use your own essential oils um your own little playlists of music if you're a parent your kids could be in bed and you're not paying for a babysitter or not yes, you're able worried. to do the class mm -hmm. because you don't have to pay for both exactly at uh, cheaper yoga classes by and large yes because course, we yeah. are not limited to numbers therefore mm -hmm. we can take more students all of the blankets and pillows well, no, if you came to Alchemy, you had that option anyway. You did. <laughs> you 
did. No, you did. Prop, you did. Prop, prop heaven. But. But you're right. You your know, own, your own ones. Your own. And like, yeah. you know, towards, I suppose, coming up to October when the studio had to close. And we couldn't use. We couldn't them. use the props. It made me so sad. Oh, no iPillows. No tea station and cups of tea before the class and after oh. the class. No iPillows, no blanket forts. But look, we're out. We're coming in. Coming the out Yeah. Um, students can join from anywhere in the world. Amazing. Amazing. Because before when lockdown or sorry when coronavirus hit let's say in march 2020 mm-hmm. i feel like that year didn't exist i'm like last year so weird oh it actually was last year it was last year yeah, yeah. um I was Are actually, you okay hon? yeah <laughs> i was in india when the whole thing kicked off uh teaching on a training and i had there was 20 what i remember getting on to you and i was like girl uh, <laughs> have you watched the news oh Are i was coming home? i was in my ashram bubble i didn't you were like yeah yeah everything's fine okay, yeah okay everything's fine i actually genuinely believe and it, i was like uh yeah but you know it's getting a bit kind of serious see it was getting i suppose serious in ireland yeah Ar- ireland ireland mm-hmm. um and yet I hadn't kind of traveled so i was like not wanting to impend would that be a word a sense of like alarm yeah very mm-hmm. much being you know aware that you were in your bubble mm-hmm. and you were also in teaching mode so you I had to be grounded yeah. centered focused mm-hmm. you know um but at the same time I was like will she book a fucking place please <laughs> can she come please home? come home <laughs> um I've forgotten well not forgotten about this but yeah I was just zen as fuck basically <laughs> which was no saying that actually I wasn't because we had 24 students from 14 different nationalities who each of their countries were reacting differently to the coronavirus so like had people leaving in the middle of the night people hitchhiking to Delhi airport to try and get home other people who were just yeah cool I'll stay in the ashram for the rest of my life no props <laughs> um and I suppose as a teacher trainer you're not just teaching yoga you're facilitating a group basically in a group dynamic and trying to keep everyone can and say it which the yoga practice helps and ashram life helps with for sure but a global pandemic but a bit of a global <laughs> pandemic no biggie. Um, but where was I going with this point so we were just talking about when it all kicked off last March and oh international students oh yes, yes, yes. so it was so lovely that those students um who would have been on the training with myself and one of the other teachers were able to go back to their homes and still take keep classes it was like the teacher training extended for them yes. which was really nice and you guys adapted really well you know I honestly School of yoga was amazing I'm pretty proud of that and mm-hmm. I think this is one of the biggest benefits to yoga is that it teaches you resilience yes it builds your stamina or your window of tolerance in kind of psychology terms um and that's a lot of what we were doing on the training which is so interesting because it was a lunar training it was yin and restorative yeah it was actually the perfect place to be um but myself and the other teacher Ila Devi would go back to our room in the evenings and we'd be like on this week's episode of extreme teacher training (laughs) we had two pregnancies on the training this is a 10-day training okay we unfortunately had a miscarriage of one of those pregnancies um we had 24 people start the training we had I think maybe 18 finished it by people going home uh we had lots of different yeah it was a really really 
intense but beautiful I know mm-hmm. that might not sound like appropriate to say but a really beautiful group of people and like every teacher training I teach on I feel like I I feel like like giving the money back it's like I actually I've learned so much I'd mm-hmm. like to give you a refund <laughs> thanks very much um but it was in a way the perfect training for the time because it was like we were doing four to five hours of a yin or a starter practice a day plus. so the nervous system was lovely yeah. and calm exactly while yeah. the outer world was very much a in show. a sympathetic state <laughs> oh, your the word fight or show. flight for sure you guys in your bubble were in your rest and digest absolutely and as you mentioned and it's so interesting you mentioned it because I'm doing so much reading about it at the moment is that window of tolerance and the state of hyper arousal and then the hypo arousal Mm -hmm. so the fact that you guys were practicing yin restorative really really nourishing and connecting in with the parasympathetic state while literally the world (laughs) absolute (laughs) chaos yeah on a little side note which I think is really important to note and we will do an episode I feel like we say that all the time about the role of race and gender and you know um minorities and stuff actually no can't use that word that's a better word minority is in is suggesting that it's inferior isn't it or that there's less of um well it's it's a it's a term you know it is isn't it yeah i'm like pc minority groups minority groups is Mm. that okay to say now we look it up and then we edit it out yeah and we're obviously saying it with the height of respect and open to of course open to people you know um we're learning to us yeah writing to us and letting us know if our language is you know um and as someone who's been to India a lot, I'm always conscious of being the white person in India and being respectful of their practices and their culture and their uh, belief systems. I don't agree with them, but respecting them, I think is really important. It was the first time I was ever in India where suddenly the white person became something to be feared because we were bringing this virus in to a country that does not have the infrastructure that can deal with it unfortunately we're seeing that which we're now seeing massively um and it was like suddenly you would walk down a street in india it depends where you are and it's like wow white person they hold unfortunately us in very high regard um unfortunately it's the wrong word there probably inaccurately they In a, think yeah, we're better yeah. for mm-hmm. some reason because of the color of our skin whereas suddenly it was the opposite it was mm-hmm. like stay away from the white person because if you're white you're probably european or american mm-hmm. and you're bringing this disease into our country which was a really interesting and actually humbling experience mm-hmm. for me um and for a lot of other people there um but for sure the yoga practice the resilience the window of tolerance and the immunity that you get from yoga mm-hmm. meant touch wood everyone went home very safe and very healthy maybe a bit more stressed because of everything that's going on around the world but definitely um had the tools had the tools to and to continue on with that then um but a little shout out to everyone who was involved in the raffle we ran recently <gasps> and the classes yeah. far india as we speak about it where we raised two thousand euro so thank you to everyone who donated prizes this is this is community to me actually this is online community now so I literally 
overnight messaged friends I know who run businesses. Suddenly we had this amazing plethora of prizes, a cornucopia of prizes, one might say. Fist pump, that grammar. Um, and you guys donated and entered the raffle and all the alchemy teachers donated all their time. They thought for the whole week for free and all of that money went as well. So we will do our best to help our brothers and sisters in India mm-hmm. who I saw in a really interesting post today. Social distancing is a privilege. I'm going to let that sink in. In the term that a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people, it's a privilege that you're able to social distance. It's a privilege to work from home. It's a Mm -hmm. privilege to have money to sanitize your hands. It's a privilege to stay separated from people on the street. You know, these are all things that I think we've suffered with here and there's, we're not shaming that at all. It's been a really tough year. Um, But that we're now seeing it in some of the poorer countries where they don't have that, um, that luxury and i was listening to a podcast on it um from the guardian i think the uk tabloid and okay. i usually try not get too drawn into what i suppose media is important but with a grain of salt too yeah but they really spoke about it very well and you know they reminded me that like what a privilege it is that we're not living day to day Mm. you know sometimes it might feel like we're living week to week yeah. maybe but you know we we can trust and we've that privilege whereas when this first started and you know um Indian workers were literally living day to day on yeah. their wage and things shut down then a lot of the workers would have migrated quite far mm-hmm. so they were left with nowhere to stay yeah nowhere to board or sleep no work no food. no travel home yeah you know and oh my god it's just so yeah. devastating and actually the indian people's resilience is phenomenal mm. i've i've experienced nothing but kindness in that country and there's a lot of devastating things that happen there and no one's perfect but if they have two sips of water they'll give you one you know mm. i feel like their resilience and their um kindness their kindness again the majority of people is i think this is why i love india so mm. much i just there's like a kinship or something could you actually if it would be okay um and i was saying this to Dwayne, how beautifully you spoke on when i joined you done a gorgeous um gayatri mantra oh yeah and the day that i was able to join you someone asked you in the comments on zoom see this is another great zoom thing, zoom you know we were everyone you're bringing us back on world. track at the top look at my segways <laughs> no oh. we're gonna look up segue go on anyway so um someone had asked you Actually, where that was right where no, you, where are you from I love your accent it's oh, straight yes. away I was like yes bye, yes, bye. <laughs> and you had said oh I'm from Cork it's in the south of Ireland yes. and then you went into just give a brief but such a beautiful explanation explanation of your um I suppose your view on the connection with Indian Ireland with where it is geographically and we yes. please just I'm actually adding this to the list right for mm-hmm. a whole ep because I think we should do a whole ep on this oh I just my whole heart swelled open because I'd never seen it in that way mm. and you know just the well I oh, give a quick one now give it give us a quick one girl our flags are the same yeah just turn sideways um Ireland and India are the 
peripheries of Europe, like the brackets of Europe. Um, okay, we might look different as a race, but or as people. Um, but if you think of mainland Europe and kind of the uh, Middle East, let's say, which is the part, uh, which are all the countries that are between us and India, they would have had, they would have been influenced a lot by the Roman Empire, it would have spread outwards from Rome. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of Christianity would have um, had a big influence there. However, Ireland and India are almost like these ancient civilizations that weren't as influenced. <laughs> She's... I've never seen someone so proud to be from Ireland. Um, and so actually a lot of our wisdom is the same. And I mean, if we strip away all of the, um, if we go back to the Celts, basically, before Christianity came to Ireland, we were worshipping the sun and the moon. We were doing um, practices for the earth. We were, you know, doing these things. Um, the wheel of the year. A lot of our gods and goddesses would have been the same, like Tara, Danu they're all across different cultures um so we'll do a whole episode on that oh I can't wait and I actually think we should have Sarah Fox on to talk about it what better Colleen what better Colleen um just a little another side, side note aside from the aside <laughs> segue from the segue <laughs> um, please buy me a segue um, Robbie was saying to me the other night um, that there is a stone in a farmer's field, Waterford maybe. Okay. It's somewhere anyway, it's in the south of the country and um, it has engravings on it that are, are you ready? Yeah. 5,000 years older than the pyramids. I believe it. Like, yeah, we're ancient. Ancient Colleen's. <sighs> yeah. Ireland's the bomb. It's so old. Yeah. So Mad think old. of like the residual Is Ireland energy. millennial? No. <laughs> Ireland millennial. <laughs> Gen Y. No, they're Ireland's boomer. Ireland's. Boomers are before millennials. Okay. Yeah, Ireland's Who boomer. Who are the people that <laughs> were born in like the 60s? Boomers. Oh. Yeah. Like our parents' boomers. generation. Yeah. Because I say to my dad all the time, he was born in 1965. And okay. I'm like thinking back to 1965 and I grew up um really loving counterculture like when I was in secondary school I was a grunger and Where are you? yeah yeah um, I see that now <laughs> I love like rock and roll and Woodstock and okay. I was always really without realizing I suppose when I was that young being able to comprehend society or you know counterculture I was so into Woodstock you know I was so into like um, born in the wrong era oh yeah I think so and, you were bringing it back though you're going to so I'd be back. saying to my dad, like you were born in, and he was like, in Ireland, Kelly. I didn't live in California. Such a good point. He was like, Ireland was nothing Very like that. Impressed. Yeah, <laughs> such a good point. Ah. Oh. Anyway, let's regroup back to engine engine number nine. Um, yoga and lockdown. Yoga and lockdown. So there are some of the amazing benefits. Mm -hmm. Um, you can practice with any teacher in the world at any time. Amazing, yeah. And as well as it being maybe cheaper, I think I feel like it should be said that it became more financially accessible for people. And a lot of people, ourselves included, were able to take people on scholarships or free give free classes because we weren't limited to numbers in a studio where you have to cover overheads and stuff like that. Therefore, you have to charge a certain amount. And so I think yoga became really accessible for people. 
Very good point. As well as on that same note, it almost becoming an essential tool for people to cope with the other stresses that were going on in their lives. Yes. Um, and you, you know yourself, if you have limited capacity in your day um, to drive to a studio, change your clothes, go to a class, pack up, get back in your car, drive home or bus home, whatever, as opposed to rolling out your mat in your house. Mm -hmm. So there are huge benefits to that, I feel, for sure. Yes, most mm. definitely. Any other benefits to being online? You could have your dinner five seconds before. <laughs> Which is not idea, it's ideal. Especially when you're teaching and you're so full. But uh, yeah, it's not ideal. But also, you know, if you are a teacher, perhaps that has a part-time job as well. Mm. And there isn't that space or the same thing goes with the student or someone taking a class, you know, you're working till a certain time and then you've got to get to a place yes. to do a class, teach a class, um, partake in a class. There might not be an opportunity to actually have something to eat. Mm, so such a good this point. is just my brain talk, thinking about food all of the time. But um, just being at home, so you've, you're set up, you know, to yeah. eat food. <laughs> that might be a good time. And, and jump in with any more positives if you think of them. Um, to kind of move into some of the negatives, mm -hmm. maybe negatives, sorry, uh, challenges. Let's challenges. say challenges. Yeah. We're all love and light here. Um, no, was that I personally found it very like for me again? I have the luxury of having the time and the um, maybe not so many responsibilities that I can drive to a class and enjoy it. But to me, to like put the laptop down, finish work, and then do yoga in the same space, I found very challenging. You know, I'd be way more inclined to do the class more presently if I paid for it and driven somewhere to do it. Um, what? <laughs> I'm just laughing at the the way you say presently because um, I was thinking, I knew we were going to be speaking on this topic and I don't like to overthink and prepare because I think it's better to go with the flow. But I, I was thinking, what was online yoga to me as a student? Ooh, Okay. And all of the good stuff. You're yeah. at home. It's cozy. You're not driving anywhere. No but, bra. No bra. Um, PJs. And but then at the same time, I'm not going to pretend that I'm a super grounded person. I think I, we all know. <laughs> <laughs> my mind can be quite sporadic. Yeah. I am an air sign. So I'm lying on the floor in a supine posture and uh I'm noticing the clouds and I'm like oh they look absolutely beautiful mm. they're moving really fast I'm noticing um the candle I'm noticing my incense has run out I'm noticing I don't really love my playlist so much and then I'm noticing all of the dust and the dirt yeah on the floor underneath my couch yeah I'm like <gasps> I'm a bad person and then I'm like, as I was thinking of this the other day, I'm like, I am my King Charles. <laughs> so I have two dogs. I have a Rottweiler and a King Charles who I adore. My King Charles is so crazy. Talk about tangents and just, he like, I call him and he completely ignores me. Like, it's like he doesn't know his name sometimes. Okay. His name is Prince, by the way. And if you look at him, actually, Dwayne said this the first time he ever saw him. He was like, um fuck it he looks like he's a prodigy song going off in his head all the time 
I'm a fire starter all of the time (laughs) so I was like thinking what was lockdown yoga to me as a student and I was like I'm prince (laughs) erratic (laughs) constantly looking yeah so there's plenty of distractions in your own home exactly and I didn't even notice this myself if I stay in my own studio fire class even though the teacher I'm so comfortable relaxed with them. I'll be lying on the ground and I'm like, oh, is that student okay now? And oh, that person could do with a blanket. Will I get them a blanket? And I'm like, no, focus on your own practice now. Or again, I'm seeing the dust over there mm-hmm. and all that kind of jazz. I I eventually started to get over that. Yeah. And but settle I, into it. I think there's some that's something for sure that people found a challenge or like oh I don't think she'll mind me sharing but I was running an online training over a lockdown and you know we'd be doing a lot of physical stuff but the one day we decided or not one day but on one day when we decided to do like a nidra nidra where like silence and, and peacefulness was really really encouraged this one student Kira, she's renovating her house at the moment I'm not joking I'd say her husband walked in and out of that room 40 times the dog <laughs> sat on her head the kids were knocking at the door and the whole other 12 weeks on that course or six weeks on that course 12 sessions let's say not one person walked into that room and it was yoga sleep it was yoga nidra sleep mm-hmm. yoga or well actually it's a deep internal awakening mm-hmm. as opposed to sleep but we'll talk about that another day that just came into my head one massive positive yeah seeing people's pets no positive for us for enjoyment factor negative for the teacher's distraction level (laughs) (laughs) i'd be like oh my god look at the dog oh focus what are you trying to do (laughs) but no spot on and seeing into people's homes actually that's another beautiful positive i think is and the online community okay it's not the same as in person but like the thought of people all around the country or even the world joining in and you know even if they don't get to chat the way they might in the studio being like oh that's so and so now from the UK you know and that's so and so I don't know I just think it's kind of like um the videos that were going around at the very start of lockdown and it was like um news anchors really big serious maybe political news anchors and they're in their home office and their children are just running in and Remember that it's video so... of the guy in North Korea where his two kids come in? Yeah. We're going to link one's it in, in the a... show notes. Link the it in the show notes. Funniest one's in his little video. walker bouncer. Yeah. Thing. If you're ever sad, play and this his video. Dirt in. Her pants down because she was on the toilet, apparently. They were interviewed. They were interviewed afterwards. She doesn't think she's on camera, so she slides in on the ground. The kid sits Crawling. on the bed, drops all the books on the floor. <laughs> He's talking about the political instability between North and South Korea. It just humanizes everyone. everyone. And yeah. whether that's from a yoga, online yoga perspective or so working, true. you know, like oh, I look at my fiance, at yeah, yeah, you know, doing all his work meetings, which maybe could be, I don't know, um, could have been an email. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, just, you know, getting a, a look into people's home in a non-invasive, yeah. crying way, you know. So yeah. No, that's a really good point, actually. And I've done a lot of corporate yoga over lockdown because it's so needed even more than ever. And a few friends and stuff have asked me to do like well-being days online and to see all these like big wigs you know head of google not head of google but you know like these high flyers and all these big companies and they're just in their home and their kids are cleaning on them and you know um yeah it's it's 
warming. Yeah, humanizes mm. everyone for sure. Yeah. Um, so dust under the bed, huge challenge, dust under the couch. Um, now, is that, is there a lesson in that? There's a lesson. <laughs> a paragraph. A paragraph. Non, Non-attachment. Non-attachment. The dust will settle. Oh. This one. She's got it. She's got, she's bitten the truth. <laughs> um, I feel bad focusing on the negatives, which is a toxic trait of yoga and life in general that I feel bad focusing <laughs> on the negatives. Are you, sorry, are you, are you being negative? Yeah, off the podcast now. Um, there must be some other things that challenges that we found as a teacher so challenging I miss bodies in front of me I miss hearing yes. people breathe Reading I know I like a, so, a psychopath now but you can for sure get some sort of energetic interaction if you really try over zoom however there's nothing like being able to pick up the energy and the vibe of the room and noticing and seeing bodies move, mm-hmm. which is so helpful to us. Um, like you said, one of the positives is turning your camera off if you don't feel like it. But as a yoga teacher, it's a huge challenge to teach black screens. Yes. Like, um, it's great when students keep their camera on. But I know it's great mm. when I when I'm in the student position, when I don't want to have my camera on, you know, there's some days you just don't want to be seen. So that is a positive. But as a teacher it really is so helpful teaching online when the camera's on it's mm-hmm. just being able to see not that alignment that's another episode we have to do um but just being able to see how you're getting on and being able yeah. to maybe guide mm. you know and it, it's interactive as well you know um however a friend a te- friend and teacher and student of mine said because every time I met her for a walk it's like oh zoom is so tough to teach and she was like stop saying that she was like you can tune into energy, any energy if you need to. And of course, it's still a challenge. But I started looking at these black screens and imagining what the people were doing instead, mm-hmm. you know, which helped. It's still not the same, but it helped for sure. I'm so grateful that we've had it. Mm-hmm. And I think teaching will be forever changed. Bar ever ever And it's going to be great that people will have an option. I'm thinking especially mm. for something like you know summertime now people were going to start teaching outdoors mm-hmm. it's going to be gorgy but like a practice like yin you need to be warm yeah you need your blankets you need a fuck ton of props yeah so that's not going to be ideal outdoors yeah. you know so online it's lovely to have yin because you're at home you can be mm-hmm. close to your bed pjs pjs same at restorative yoga mm-hmm. but um one thing i didn't realize that i relied on so much as a teacher was hearing people breathing while being aware obviously that breath is so important and even you can see breath yeah you can see when people start to yeah or when they exhale (sighs) yeah it's like that um rise and fall you see that happening in the body Mm. it's not so clear to see through even if a camera is on you can't really see it and really being able to hear people breathe because like it's said in the sutras, you know, um, within like yoga asana, it's 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 so important for the breath to remain steady. Mm. And I know from my own yoga practice, when I am maybe striving or concentrating or pushing beyond what's really necessary, I'll start to hold but your breath is your guide yeah Yeah. or I'll start to stagger my breath Mm. if I'm overexerting myself yeah whereas when my breath is steady Mm. 
whether it's ujjayi or pranayama or just whatever way you're breathing. Thanks, Jean. That probably sounds like shit because I'm really <laughs> going into the camera. Pardon, like. But that's actually quite easily picked up on in person. For and sure. it's only, you know, the last year that I'm like, wow, I really relied on hearing people breathing and seeing the breath go in and go through them, you know, work through them. I reckon a lot. I reckon that's a lot of you visually seeing it, but I bet you it's a lot of you picking up on pran moving as well. The energetics. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, can't scientifically prove that, prove that naysayers fine but i would say a lot of that is you sensing the prana moving through people's bodies and, and stuff breath. As well. breath is the vehicle for prana absolutely one of them yeah one of them the main one of the main ones yeah mm-hmm. so in, that's that's a difficult aspect of teaching on very challenging mm-hmm. i would also say i don't know any yoga teacher who trained to be a yoga teacher to teach online Mm-hmm. and so we were being asked like a lot of other people were asked to do a lot of stuff this year that they didn't want to do but when something is your calling your profession your dharma, dharma to then be asked to change it oh, fucking challenge a paragraph i know stop let me be crap let me you know you're right you're right oh. let me be graspy let me <laughs> just let me grasp it for a second i want to be attached to the way it was and i'm not happy with the way it is and i I'm don't not- want to change no <laughs> however there's some people and i've seen it this is their bag their teachers their online teachers they adore it it's for them they can connect to their students that way it's beautiful mm. i think for sure morning and yin restorative style classes will stay online mm-hmm. i think so and there'll be in-person options as well but i just think there's such actually another positive or maybe negative is we all became tech experts <laughs> jesus christ so we have a group, testing we have a group chat um for all the alchemy teachers and i'd say 90% of the chat over the last year was how to use Zoom <laughs> and how to do this and how to click that and what do we do when we do this. You know what? It, it taught me a lot of patience because I'm quite um, impatient when it comes to technology. I yeah. don't exactly enjoy it. No. Um, whilst I can be very grateful for it and absolutely blown away by the advances in technology over the last few years, I'm not so much a computery technological kind of gal and it really tested me mm-hmm. my patience for sure lot. so the whole resilience thing that's a positive you know yeah maybe not in the eye of the storm where zoom is like your account storage your battery is low you're from this you can't remember your password sorry sorry you're on mute sorry you're on mute <laughs> yeah! actually one thing i enjoyed this is nothing to do with zoom was muting people <laughs> I know Bold. Bold. the power I love the power. <laughs> I'm just going to mute you there um yeah I was going to say something there now technology tech expert <laughs> teaching learning lessons oh yeah I think a really nice way to kind of summarize our challenges and positives yoga means union Right. So it comes from the word yoke to unionize, to bring things together. And I'm going to predict the future that our next guest, Robbie, who we'll talk to, will talk about duality and non-duality. I bet you he will. Um, 
but to unionize the mind, body and soul, bring people together, bring you back, bring the fragments of yourself back into wholeness. So in a way, yoga in lockdown may have appeared to divide us in the sense that we were all apart. We were doing it in our own homes. You know, we couldn't be together in person, but in a way it united us in that we could access any class, anytime, anywhere. And we came together as a global community. Stunning. Mic drop. <laughs> Thanks for coming to Jean's TED Talk. Literally, I don't know where that came from. Girlie, that was stunning. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you so much. That's so true. Isn't it? So much union mm. while we were all physically apart. Yeah. While it was such a divide and maybe not divide isn't the right word, while we were all so separated and isolation. They, yeah. It was called that. And we were isolated, yeah. but we were together. Yeah. In our trauma <laughs> of being isolated <laughs> I know personally if you said to me in the morning you'll never teach online again I'd be like that's fine yeah same again I love that this weekend coming I'm teaching far the ashram and I'm not in India beautiful mm. do you know so huge benefits there and love my international students but if I had to choose can't be it in person in person I'm going to be getting you to breathe into my ear I'm going to get you to breathe on me I'm going to lick your face I'm going to touch you um I want the chats after class I want the the tea before class I want to bring some of your sexy chocolate I'll bring my sex chocolate oh yeah actually sexy chocolate is what I meant to say did I call it sex chocolate I did oh my god I'm such a creep sexy chocolate sexy chocolate um so yeah lads I, that, that's our f on bet you we'll press stop now we'll think of loads of stuff but we sure. can just bring it all back that's in that's life week, baby you know? that's yeah. yoga baby um one more positive gave, i have one more positive too it gave us time to do this it gave us time to do this and tech tech experience lads just so you know we're we have the actually not just so you know you probably already realize we've no idea about technology <laughs> we're still trying to get ourselves on spotify and if anyone wants to sponsor us um uh some sort of production sexy team chocolate we, we would pay you in sexy chocolate and lols <laughs> what's um, your positive my positive that just flew into my head is if you are I'd imagine like a full time. I know that there's teachers out there who teach a lot of yoga. Maybe it's going to be different now, but, you know, I certainly knew a few teachers before all of this who had been teaching like 15, 16 classes. They were hustling. It's not sustainable. I'll tell you now, that's a controversial comment. Stop teaching 15 classes a week and studios stop asking your teachers to teach 15. And it's it's very, that's very insane. (laughs) I'd say the most I ever thought in a week was five or six classes mm-hmm. and that was enough yeah you know um so the full-time teachers who do not have another part-time bolster mm-hmm. um at least there's an option for online not that it's any easier no but you're it right means you're not having to be somewhere yeah you're not driving anywhere you're not like you know like when you're teaching in a studio you're cleaning the studio yeah. afterwards you're making sure everything's put back tidy you know and it, it does take time so I'd imagine if I had 10 more than 10 classes a week on my schedule it would be a bit of a relief to maybe have some of them on like very good point you know yeah. so that's great for people to have that op- for teachers mm-hmm. to have that option and you can now as a teacher set up your own studio virtually mm-hmm. for a couple of quid yeah whereas before you're talking rent rates heating lighting mm-hmm. all the all that stuff all that fun stuff yeah 
Um, let's finish up with your favorite lockdown yoga moment. Oh, girl, you should have. We pause and edit out the, the gap. My favorite yoga lockdown moment. Yeah. I just panicked there because I haven't thought of one either. I have too. <laughs> I'll have to think about it. Um, and there's probably some beauts, but I'm I'm not good at quick fire. Okay, no. I've realized that. And I'm brilliant at asking quick fire questions and having no idea how to answer them myself. Um oh okay, I, I can think of I I can think of one that involves my fiance there's glass panels this isn't a moment so much but there's glass panels in you've been in my apartment like yeah. next to the doors there's lovely glass panels yeah. it just allows sunlight to kind of stream through so whether you're in the kitchen or sitting room you can look through the glass panels and see into the room obviously um so my fiance is amazing when I'm teaching yoga he's super quiet he'll leave the home sometimes but you know he might he might walk past from time to time <laughs> when I teach in I sit in stillness and I don't talk a lot which is very hard to believe <laughs> but my phenomenal in yoga teacher Grace Tempany just she's so amazing um she it's just how she taught me you know it doesn't need words to fill the silent spaces it's it's yin silence speaks silence speaks echo tone exactly um so i well i demo because online is different but if we were in class i would try and use my verbal mm -hmm. cue to get people in so i'm really sitting in sukhasana for the whole class and i'm not saying a whole lot twain you're fucking stealing a living girl because <laughs> he just sees you sitting down and you're getting he's paid. like oh, you're doing the sitting he's like what are you doing <laughs> You're a space holder. If to train, it's a lot of energy involved in space holding. He's like, and it's Tuesday night, and he's like, he's like, oh, so it's your stealing and living class tonight, is it? So does he think that there's more work than you doing the movements in a vinyasa class? He say. is terribly sarcastic. I love. Or it. amazingly sarcastic. He's a point. He's a point. Whatever way you look at it. He's it. a very dark sense of sarcastic humor. Brilliant. So I have to always take it with a pinch of salt, but like I just be skidding then. It, it's funny because stealing that's probably yeah. sitting down like you know. Stealing a living. Sometimes I might have a cup of herbal tea and he's like, is she for fuck? <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. He's got a point. He's got a point. Um um, I'd say mine is just being able to connect in with students who don't live in Cork. Yes. Because I used to teach in Germany and I used to teach in England and then any teacher training I've done, you'd have people from all over. So that's been really lovely. And it's not like, you know, I'd, I'd be able to stay in touch with them on social media and stuff, but to have them come to classes and likewise me be able to go to my teachers mm -hmm. around the world's classes as well has been a huge, Phenomenal. it's not as funny as your story. So we'll edit that and switch the room so we end on the lols no I yeah no no it's been it's been you've a, a great point I got to do a class with Mark Roberts mm. um he comes from the kind is of he not Mark Roberts sorry <laughs> did I just French him off your and actually I don't know and now I'm like I don't know I don't really know who he is but I'm just like Roberts Roberts <laughs> I'm just like it's like Joan you're trying to be a big deal in the yoga world you just like French up your name <laughs> I know it. and he's not even French he's Australian I'd say it's Robert um, but he, he's in India I think at the moment but um 
I just think he's if you're on Instagram this guy is he he's an ashtangi but he's he's kind of moving in now to just moving and grooving like moving you know grooving nice so I got to do a class with him which I never thought I'd be able to do and I, I was delighted because it was an English studio that hosted him okay. so it was like GMT time nice you know GMT time GMT time yeah. on a Sunday so that was amazing so yeah come here we said about 20 minutes ago will we wrap up and I know I do this myself you hear people say that on a podcast and you look and you're like there's 20 minutes left what are they going to be talking about <laughs> we've just done it so pros and challenges to lockdown yoga mm -hmm. as a teacher and a student we would love to hear your stories Lo if you have them your yes. highlights your challenges if you're a teacher if you're a student if you're both and we're here for it we want to know yeah, I'd love yeah. to. I'd love to hear. Will we sign off before you blow your nose? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. This is Yoga Uncorked. <laughs>